hello, hello. This is Monica, and this is Remembering the Mission Member. You know, for many, many years, Roger Pennsylvania Sr. has been an enigmatic figure. What he looked like was even shrouded in mystery until fairly recently. The late temptation David Ruffin once described him as a nice Jew, young white boy that wrote at Motown Records. He had long hair, and everyone thought he was black because he had the tan, and they roughened. Now, David's brother, singer Juffin, who recorded the Pennsylvania penned Don't You Miss Me a Little Bit Baby, said in an interview that Roger was a black man who looked white, and this caused him a lot of anguish and prevented his being fully accepted by either side. Did they really believe this, or had they been instructed to try to confuse the public about None of the pictures I've seen of him show the ambiguity that Ruffin Brothers described, nor have I seen a picture of him with long hair, which of course doesn't mean that he never wore his hair long. As for him being Jewish, there are some accounts that say he was part Polish, but he consistently identified as Sicilian, Irish, and likely Catholic. A joke, you know, sometimes uh, white people that hang around with a lot of black people, people will say, in a joking way that that person is black on the um, outside. It's black on the inside and looks white on the outside or something like that. But um, he was even buried in a Catholic cemetery. The longest living temptation, Otis Williams, said that Roger was liked by all the tempting temptations, describing him as young, nice looking, kind, quiet, reserved, and very humble. So who was Roger, and that's R-O-D-G-E-R, Pennsylvania Senior? Well, for one thing, he was a brilliant lyricist, a born poet who in casual lines like, you're the girl I sing about in every love song I sing. You're my winter baby, my summer, my fall, and how's that for a freestyle? These lyrics ended up being a part of the Temptation song, You're My Everything, the first of a three-story or trilogy of songs that purportedly told the story of his stormy life with Helga, the love of his life, his muse, and eventually his undoing or soul goals. They would be followed by I wish it would rain and I could never love another after loving you. Of course, he wrote other songs such as Take Me in Your Arms and Love Me and You Don't Love Me No More for Gladys Knight and the Pips. They are road recorded by Gladys Knight and the Pips and Marvin Gaye. He wrote Save Me From This Misery, which the Isley Brothers recorded, and I'm Glad You Belong To Me, recorded by Martha and the Vandellas, a full decade before it was released. It's also said that Roger contributed writing of other Motown songs that he never received credit for. How did Roger Pennsylvania reach a point of such utter despair and hopelessness that he left this world at the too young age of 22 on New Year's Eve 1967, reportedly at his own hand. Was it really due to his pain over his broken marriage or was there more to it? Was it really a suicide? The questions are endless because Roger Pennsylvania Sr. is a mystery. He was born in Detroit in 1945, although I could not find a specific date. He grew up to eight miles. He was a youngster who possessed many talents and taught himself to play piano. I'm not sure if he had any siblings, but many cousins cherish his memory. The Detroit of the time period was filled with musically talented youngsters, and there were many avenues to express and display that talent. 
Roger attended Samuel C. Mumford High School. It was there that he met future songwriter, guitarist, and Temptations music director, aka the Sixth Temptation, Cornelius Grant. Roger and Cornelius lived about four houses from each other and became best friends, forming what amounts to a big brother, little brother type of bond with Roger being the little brother. The fact that Cornelius Grant was African American and Roger was Sicilian was inconsequential. Roger clearly looked up to Cornelius, who had been born in Texas but moved to Detroit with his family as a child. It was Cornelius who inspired Roger to become a guitarist. Cornelius would remember Roger as quiet but a prankster with a weird sense of humor. Cornelius Grant had played in a band with Hank Cosby. Cosby wore a number of hats at Motown. He was a songwriter, arranger, musician, and producer who would be known for writing songs for Stevie Wonder early in Stevie's career. He recommended that Cornelius Grant audition for Motown when Mary Wells found herself in need of a guitarist. Hers had been drafted into the military. He worked with Mary and Marvin Gaye too before he began his close association with the Temptations. He would go on the road and come back to Detroit where Roger Penzabaney demonstrate his progress on the guitar. The guitar seemed to have activated Roger Penzabaney's songwriting genius and the two would write songs together at Roger's house or at Cornelius' house. An early song the two wrote together was Listen to My Heart that they didn't get a chance to put out. When Roger was a student at Mumford High School, he met the girl that he would spend the rest of his life loving and writing songs about, Helga Christensen, a pretty African-American girl who was also musically talented and wrote songs. The two fell in love quickly, and it wasn't long before they were married, even though interracial marriage was illegal in many parts of the country and wouldn't have widespread legalization until 1967, which was the year that Roger Penzabaney would die. Their families were not happy about the mixed marriage. The couple would eventually welcome two children, both of them boys, Roger Jr. Carl. Helga would be Roger's greatest inspiration. He and Cornelius Grant were writing for Motown artists. The Temptations recorded Save Me Day, but things really got cooking when it was decided that a song should be written emphasizing Eddie Kendrick's high tenor vocals and swoon-worthy presence. In a way, it's the opposite of when Smokey Robinson wrote My Girl to emphasize David in an attempt to neutralize Ruffin, who around this time was struggling with a growing dependency on drugs and a swelled head. The song, You're My Everything, instead, Ruffin's and Kendrick's voices complemented each other, despite or perhaps because of their different sounds. It also showcased Ryder Penzabaney's gripping lyrics. It opened the door for Roger to work with Motown staff writers, Armin Whitfield. Helga got the opportunity to show that she could do what she could do as a Motown songwriter, collaborating with her husband. Working at Motown exposed Helga to other men outside of her husband, many of them big stars. She faced temptation and yielded to it. Roger found out what she was up to and he was beyond crestfallen, beyond crushed, beyond humiliated. Keep in mind, Roger and Helga were very, very young and likely not ready for marriage. Neither of them had had the chance to solve. This happens in relationships. Most have been there and most recover whether or not the relationship survives, but Roger found it impossible to carry on. Those who knew him noticed a change in him. He was sadder, quieter, and more preoccupied. 
Roger Penzabaney seemed to be suffering from identity issues and seemed to have felt slightly lost in the shuffle at Motown. Helga's experience seemed to be quite the opposite of this. She got caught up in Motown's glitz and glamour and then that she received from other men. The 19-year-old seemed to forget that she was a married woman. Roger couldn't forget and it tore him apart emotionally and mentally. He quickly went from Joyful You're My Everything, which Helga is also credited with co-writing, to the mournful depression of I Wish It Would Rain. I Wish It Would Rain was released on 21st, 1967. The song, the most popular of Roger Penzabaney's compositions, features lyrics like, Day in, day out, my tear-stained face pressed against the window pane. My eyes search the skies desperately for rain because raindrops will hide my teardrops and no one will ever know that I'm crying, crying when I go outside. To the world outside my tears, I reflect blame. Oh, I wish it would rain. Oh, how I wish that it would rain. Powerful pen game. That's from part two of the Three Trilogy. Roger Penzabaney didn't live to see this song blow up. He had made a decision that his life was over. Cornelius Grant noticed his best friend's depression and tried to cheer him up as Cornelius prepared to make the trip to Cherry Hill, New Jersey with the Temptations. Cornelius Grant was the sixth temptation after all. Cornelius invited Roger to come along when he expressed a desire to do so, but Roger declined. Two days into 1968, Cornelius received a telegram with four words, Roger Penzabaney is dead. He first thought that it was a practical joke. His wife urged him to call Detroit to get to the bottom of it. Sadly, he learned that not only was it true, but he realized that Roger Penzabaney himself sent the telegram before taking a gun and shooting himself in the chest, or so the story goes. One of Roger's sons, Carl, mentioned that there was a suicide note where Roger apologized to his loved ones for what he was about to do. For all these years, there's been this narrative that Roger Penzabaney killed himself because of cheating wife. But Helga Penzabaney said that she wasn't sure that Roger killed himself over her, that he had other issues. Some people have expressed doubts about what Helga said and think she was lying to protect herself. What other issues they demand as if they are owed an explanation. One issue she mentioned was that Roger was losing his eyesight as a result of being hit in the head with a baseball bat. If he was indeed going blind, that would certainly reason why he might not want to live. She also said the sentiments expressed in I Wish It Were Rain were written a year before storms hit their marriage. Helga Penzabaney had planned a memoir, but her book was never published and she died in 2016. She said she loved her husband and even though she was uh, remarried a couple of times, she continued using the Pennsylvania name. One person who didn't like this and wouldn't accept this is y'all's friend, the man who kept it all together, the last living temptation, Otis Williams. He has been quoted as saying that Roger definitely killed himself over Helga's betrayal and that Helga threw herself at any man who would have her. He said she came on to him, but he respectfully declined. One thing I know about Otis from his book and things he has said in interviews, he's a kiss and tell type of person. So if they had smashed, he likely would have let us know. He also likes to speak negatively of others while idealizing himself. 
Some things are better left unsaid, but it takes a certain level of class to understand that. I'm sorry that Helga Pennsylvania didn't get to write her book and tell her side of the story. I'm not here to point fingers at or demonize Helga, nor defend her where she doesn't need to be defended. We will likely never know all that went into Roger's decision to end it all. Suicide is a complex issue, and the causes are not easy to figure out. It probably wasn't a single issue. Likely, Roger Pennsylvania was a clinically depressed young man who might have benefited from therapy. But we must keep in mind that he lived in a different time period, where therapy wasn't as available as it is now. People were expected to simply suck up their problems, and men were expected not to cry, as he has said in his lyrics. I hope that the sons will do something with their parents' story. A screenplay was being discussed, and I hope that it makes it to the screen somehow, if not as a biopic, maybe a documentary. One thing I want to say before closing this out is that there are stories that have been advanced that Roger Penzabaney wrote or co-wrote songs that he received no credit for. Most notably, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Some people say that the lyrics to I Heard It Through the Grapevine match his songwriting style. Lack of credits for some of his work is said to be another reason for his depression and frustration. Who knows what other songs he would have blessed our ears with had he lived. His music is really very universal and relatable, speaking the sentiments of multiple generations of listeners. I Wish It Were Rain is a standard that has been recorded by artists like Marvin Gaye, Gladys Knight, Aretha Franklin, and even Bob Dylan. But for me, nothing beats the original. For those who don't know, the third song in the Temptations trilogy of Helga Pennsylvania-related songs is I Could Never Love Another After Loving You. For me, the most memorable lyric of that song is the first verse and the chorus. Girl, I can't believe my ears. Are you really telling me goodbye? See, you've taken away my reason for living, and you won't even tell me why. Before you walk out the door, there's something I want you to know that I could never, ever love another after loving you. No other love will I share, because I could compare after loving you. That marks one of David Ruffin's finest performances as a vocalist and some of the greatest lyrics ever from the pen of Roger Pennsylvania Sr. May he, may they rest in peace. This is the 100th episode of Remembering the Misremembered. And I want to thank you for the continued support. I'm Monica, and I'll be back soon with more stories.